Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Resurrection of Jesus Christ Day. And that's why we celebrate Easter, because we are celebrating the resurrection of Christ, which is literally the greatest historical event that's taken place. And of course, I had to wear my Jesus tie for the celebration of Easter. And this is my most complimented tie. Even when I used to substitute teach in public schools, I used to wear this tie and I got compliments on it all the time. Anyway, in this video, we're going to be talking about the resurrection of Jesus and evidence for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because there are many people who say that Jesus didn't really rise from the dead. The unfortunate part of this is that these people haven't actually studied history. They have only read a couple tweets here or there or little memes here or there, but they actually haven't studied the topic. So we're going to be looking at evidence for and against the resurrection of Jesus Christ to show that he definitely rose from the dead and that is the best explanation of all of the facts that we have. Hello everybody and welcome to Catholic Truth. Catholic Truth is an organization that preaches and teaches the truth of Jesus Christ and his Catholic Church, and it helps to inspire Catholics to know their faith, love their faith, and live their faith. We do confirmation retreats, Catholic school retreats, parish missions, and much more. So thank you for tuning in. In this video, we are actually going to be talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ and giving evidence for his resurrection. We are going to start out by giving the top five reasons that people give to show that Jesus did not not rise from the dead. These are the objections that they have. And we're going to demonstrate why they don't hold up, why they don't carry any weight, and just why they're not true. Here we go. Number one, Jesus didn't actually die on the cross. Objection number two, he did die, but his body was thrown to the dogs or buried in a pit. Objection number three, he did die, but he never rose again. His body was stolen, either by the apostles or grave robbers. Objection number four. Jesus never rose, but the apostles thought he did because they wanted him to be alive, or they hallucinated because they desperately wanted him to be alive. And number five. Jesus never rose. The apostles made up the story. Those are the five most common objections that you'll hear to Jesus not rising from the dead, and none of them carry any weight, as we'll see. So let's look at them one at a time. Answer for the first objection is that Jesus really did die on the cross. This is a historical fact. This is something that's not disputed by historians. It's only disputed by extremists, people on the fringe who have no historical degrees or credentials of any kind. They just like to make assertions without evidence. In fact, the Romans were precise. They were experts at torture and crucifixion. People did not survive Roman crucifixions. It was impossible. And to confirm this was the fact that Jesus had a spear launched through his side. And when the spear entered into his side, blood and water flowed out, showing that his lungs had collapsed in a process that we call asphyxiation, meaning he did not survive. So this first objection that Jesus didn't really die on the cross is actually false. He did die on the cross, and there is zero evidence that can be presented to the contrary. And this can be thought of by Jesus being mostly dead. Did he roll a one-ton stone away from the grave by himself? I don't think so. This argument does not hold up. 
Objection number two, Jesus did die, but it was much more common and almost commonplace for people not to be buried in tombs, but to be thrown into pits or be thrown out to the dogs. Therefore, it's much more likely to believe that Jesus' body was thrown out to the dogs or into a pit. But they don't take into consideration that there were many independent eyewitnesses who not only saw this event, but who wrote about it and have historical documents on it. So maybe it was more common to be thrown out into a pit, but all of the parties who wrote about this event, all the eyewitnesses or people who knew the eyewitnesses, they all say that Joseph of Arimathea, who was a rich Pharisee, well-to-do, took the body of Jesus and asked Pilate for the body of Jesus and buried him in his own tomb. That's what every single account states. And there is nothing to the contrary. There is no evidence whatsoever, zero zip zilch, to show that Jesus' body was thrown or placed somewhere else. And so without any evidence whatsoever, and against all accounts of eyewitnesses, this argument, it does not hold up. Objection number three, the apostles stole the body of Jesus, or grave robbers stole the body of Jesus. This argument holds no weight either. Now think about it. How would unarmed apostles overcome armed Roman centurions who guarded the Roman Empire for a living. It's impossible. How would grave robbers do it? The armed centurions made sure that the tomb stayed safe. So nobody was going to steal the body of Jesus. That's why they were placed there in the first place, because the Jews went to Pilate and said, if he gets out or if the apostles steal his body and proclaim a resurrection, this last state is going to be worse than the first. And so they specifically put soldiers there. And some people say, well, maybe the soldiers fell asleep. And soldiers never fell asleep because the penalty for falling asleep while on duty was death. So you would not fall asleep. And the chances are that nobody stole the body. Moreover, grave robbers, they stole things of value. They stole garments. They stole jewels. They stole things that they could make money on, not bodies. Bodies were worth nothing. So for the grave robbers to come in and steal Jesus' body, which was worth nothing, but lift the garments and to leave behind the things that were actually worth money is literally against everything that grave robbers stood for. And it shows for a fact that grave robbers would not and did not steal his body. So this objection is wrong and it doesn't carry any weight with it. Therefore, we can easily dismiss it. Objection number four is that the apostles really wanted Jesus to come back and so they thought he came back, but he didn't. Or they hallucinated and thought that he had come back. I mean, these are the lengths that anti-Christians, anti-Christ people will go through to try to disprove that Jesus rose from the dead. But can you see how these are based on no evidence whatsoever? And they haven't looked into these things whatsoever? Peter Kreft, who's a famous philosopher, he says that hallucinations do not happen to whole groups. They happen to individuals. And they don't happen for long periods of time. They happen once or twice and for a very brief moment or for a few minutes. But Jesus appeared to his apostles, whole groups, many times. And he ate with them and he taught them and he 
broke bread with them and he was with them for a long time. That is not how hallucinations work. And therefore, it is 100% impossible that the apostles were hallucinating. Not to mention, it's confirmed that 500 other people, more than 500 other people, also saw Jesus over the period of time after his resurrection. So many, 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 many people claimed to see Jesus, and they were not all hallucinating. That's not how hallucinations work. And maybe they wanted him to be real. I may want my grandfather to come back. I may want something, but I'm not just going to make it up in my mind. It's not possible. And this objection is one of the worst that carries zero weight. Objection number five. The apostles made up the whole story. They invented it. The whole story of Jesus and his resurrection is fabricated. And there are many different versions that come from anti-Christians who create different accounts of how or why the apostles would have invented this story. But they all fall prey to the same gaping problem, is that they have no evidence. Again, zero evidence. None. And people who tell me that the apostles made up the story... I asked them, what proof do you have of that? What hard evidence do you have of that? Or is that just something you thought up in your mind that's a possibility? Because you can't just make assertions or claims without backing it up with actual evidence. Otherwise, we can just dismiss it as a myth and as not true. So I always ask people, if you think it's a myth and that you think they made it up, who made it up exactly? What was the person or what were the person's names that invented this story? What year did it take place? How long did it take them? And why did they do it? What were the reasons? If you cannot answer these basic questions, then you have not researched this. You have not looked into the historical evidence of it. It's just a nice thought in your mind that you have not actually researched. Maybe you don't want Jesus to have risen from the dead, and maybe you don't want Christianity to be true, which is why you're trying to disprove it, but wanting it to not be true and hoping that it's not true is much different than having actual historical evidence. See, people who deceive others, who lie and make things up for their own glory or for their own benefit, they do it for a reason. There's always a reason. Money, power, women, fame, something. You always deceive people for some reason, for a gain for yourself. So what did the apostles gain by inventing this story? Did they get women from it? No. Did they get fame? Definitely not. Did they get power, authority? No, they got none of that. In fact, they got killed. They were tortured. They were persecuted. They were exiled. And they were all killed. All of them, except for St. John, who was exiled to the island of Patmos, and Judas Iscariot, who killed himself. So what motive would they have for making this up if it was just going to get them killed? Not to mention that their lives back up their claims. The apostles didn't live in luxury, in palaces. They lived out on the streets. They served the poor. They loved their neighbor. They served those in need. They preached love and kindness, even to those people who hated them and were against them. Not to mention we have the fact that these uneducated fishermen who were scared to even talk about Jesus after his death were suddenly transformed, awakened, and changed. And they went out 
these scared fishermen, and they preached with confidence, with boldness. They could work miracles and many other things. But again, they didn't lord it over the people. They served the people. They helped people. And in the end, they got killed for it. Nobody holds a lie to their death. I mean, you really have to believe something to be able to die for it because nobody dies for a lie. Therefore, all the evidence shows that the apostles were not inventing it. They did not make it up. And it was not just a figment of their imagination. They were really reporting the facts that they saw and heard and believed, and they lived it with their lives. So none of these claims hold any weight whatsoever. We can dismiss them all because they have been disproven and they have no evidence to actually back themselves up. So let's look at the evidence for the resurrection of Jesus. So the tomb was empty. His body was not there. And if it was, and people were just making it up, the Jews could have just gone to the tomb, took out the body, and produced it to Pilate or to the Roman centurions or to the world and showed that Jesus was here. Hey, look, they're making it up. But the tomb was proven empty and the Jews could not provide a body. Evidence number two, Jesus appeared to his apostles and disciples and showed himself to them. But he did not just show himself to them. He showed himself to over 500 other people, men and women, as well. And he even showed himself to Saul, who was persecuting and killing Christians. And Saul ended up becoming Paul and believing in Jesus because Jesus appeared to him as well. Evidence number three. I said that Jesus appeared to men and women. This third evidence is that the apostles used women in their accounts. The women found Jesus' body. The women saw Jesus. The women reported Jesus. Now, nobody who is inventing a story or trying to make something fake sound credible would use women in their testimonies or in their stories at all back in these ancient times because the testimony of a woman in court was worth basically nothing. And in fact, it would discredit your story if you said, oh, these women found him. Far from making your case, it would actually break your case and you would not be listened to. And so bringing women up as part of the story, as part of the evidence that Jesus rose would literally be the dumbest thing in the world. So Really, what we have here is that the apostles were just presenting the facts. They weren't making it up because that would be the wrong way to do it, but they were presenting the facts as they saw them. Evidence number four. The apostles could not have made up the resurrection because they didn't expect Jesus to rise. Jews back in those days did not expect people to rise until the end of time. Even Mary said that to Jesus about Lazarus, saying, Oh, I know he will rise at the last judgment, at the end of time. But she expected him to come back at the end of the world. So no Jew would actually invent a resurrection story because they wouldn't think that it's actually true. It's not even something that they would conceive in their minds, much less try to convince a culture that didn't believe in it that it's true. It literally would be the worst thing in the world. That would be like me trying to convince you that I can fly. Just flapping my arms, I can fly. I mean, if I'm trying to convince you of that, I've literally picked the worst way to do that because 
it's impossible. Creating a story about a poor carpenter who was God Almighty and rose from the dead would have been the silliest conspiracy theory ever because nobody would have bought it. Evidence number five, the resurrection of Jesus was attested by eyewitnesses. Many eyewitnesses and the historical accounts were written down by eyewitnesses or by people who knew the eyewitnesses themselves. So we have first-hand accounts that Jesus rose, that Jesus appeared to people, that Jesus spoke to people, that Jesus appeared to the people who were writing it down. If you look at their Gospels, especially, let's say, the Gospel of Luke, you will see names, dates, places, people, people in charge, specific people in charge at that time. You will see land, you will see geography, you will see a lot of details that the apostles mentioned and the followers of the apostles mentioned to show that these were historical accounts. And the thing is that anybody, because they were eyewitnesses and because they were mentioning it during the time of eyewitnesses, not at a much later date, anybody at any time could have fact-checked those details. They could have said, you said this, but that's not true. We were there. You said this, but our whole group can disprove that because we saw this or we know that, but nobody said anything to the contrary. They took these details and there's not alternate accounts of stories that, oh no, Jesus did this. Oh no, Jesus did that. The fact is they presented names, dates, people, locations, everything to show that this wasn't just a fabrication, a general fabrication later on, centuries later. No, this was made with the details that people could verify and that people could fact check. This leads us to our next evidence showing that it cannot be a myth because myths take time to develop. They need a long time to pass on, change the story, change the details, and create this fabricated story. But because this happened so closely to the time of Jesus, in the time of eyewitnesses, written down by eyewitnesses, there was not enough time for fabrications to take place, myths to change, stories and legends to create and develop over time. It's impossible. The only and best explanation of the facts were that the apostles wrote down the details of Jesus's life and death and resurrection and reported the accounts just as they saw them. And without any other eyewitnesses to the contrary, or anyone speaking to the contrary, or evidence to the contrary, the best explanation of the facts are that Jesus rose from the dead. And Jesus is proven to have risen from the dead because he's still working miracles today. And you can see our video on miracles that still happen today, part one, right up there. You can see real miracles, impossible miracles, scientifically verified miracles that still happen in Jesus's name today. I mean, if you're going to say that Jesus didn't rise from the dead, you have to make claims with evidence. You have to back yourself up. And I have never spoken to anyone or rarely spoken to anyone that has made any intellectual response to this. It's all hearsay. Maybe this could have happened. Maybe this could have happened. Maybe a lot could have happened, but maybe you could just be making it up because you don't want it to be true. The reality is that the resurrection is the best explanation of the facts that we have. And subjectively, I can confirm this in my life because Christ has changed my life as well. What do you think? 
Put your comments and your questions down below. Anything that you think, please put them down below. And if you like this video, please give it a like and please share it with others. Happy Easter, everybody. Share this Easter joy. Share the resurrection of Jesus. Put this on all your social media. Put it on your Instagram. Wow. So as I was recording this, my entire house electricity just went out. We have a big storm outside and now we are in darkness. Darkness is what we have before Jesus came. Darkness is what we have before the resurrection. But because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, he is the Lord of Lords, the light of lights, the King of Kings, and he is risen. He is exalted. And I want to celebrate him. I want to proclaim him, what he's done in my life, what he's done in billions of people's lives. And I want you to know how good Jesus Christ is.